Hello, welcome to Hey Gets Better, the podcast all about the ups and downs of life and how ultimately it gets better. I'm your host, Katie Watson, and today I'm joined by Zach Marks. Zach is the co-founder of Kit Medical. Kit is a life-saving subscription service for schools. Think like a defibrillator, but for allergies. I know, I was surprised this didn't exist either, but I'm pretty sure Kit is going to go very far. Today is a fantastic episode and I can't wait for you to listen. But before we get into it, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Interlude. Interlude is a beautifully designed digital library of high quality work breaks to help you get your work done, feel great while doing it and have more gas in the tank for the things that you love. With breaks across eight different categories, such as stretching, meditation, art and cooking, all designed by experts in their field, there's something for however you want to feel. Sign up now with the promo code BETTER to get a month free on top of a free two-week trial. So, are you ready? Let's get into this episode. Hey Zach, welcome to Hey It Gets Better. Thank you for coming on today. Hello Katie, thank you for having me. Now, um, I'm just going to jump straight in with the main question, um, which is, you know, what is your Hey It Gets Better story? And I feel like as an entrepreneur, you're definitely still writing it because things mm. are still going and changing every time. But if you could just give the listeners a bit of context, uh, context as to who you are and where you're at now. I was thinking about this a little bit and I was like, it's kind of funny because I was going to hold myself back and say, oh, it is obnoxious to uh, say it's the Hey It Gets Better story because you are still building it right now. <laughs> but like... Yeah, I, I guess I guess you start from somewhere and you get somewhere and at least you can be happy with where you're at. Um, my name is Zach. I am the co-founder of Kit Medical, a product that's essentially like a defibrillator, but for allergies. And I can get into that in a little bit. But um, I have lived with a severe allergy to nuts for my entire life. And I'm a product designer by nature, by heart. So came up with this, this idea back in my final year of university two and a bit years later here we are doing our second funding round run a successful pilot launching in October that is so exciting and I don't think it is obnoxious to say it's your hey it gets better story because I think otherwise if you don't think you're doing something that's going to make your life better why would you do it Mm. I mean I it's an interesting one I was never the uh the person at university that was like good at what I was doing to be honest um <laughs> and for my idea to have actually like come out of university and be the thing that I've built upon is really exciting and really cool like I just remember I think it was because at Loughborough everyone was very uh engineering focused like design heavy like really everything was like perfect and I was more emotionally driven I do things like more fun and really focus on the branding and um the service behind the idea potentially so my products were never like oh yeah this can be made tomorrow whereas a lot of other people's work because they were a lot lot more thought out um but finishing uni with an idea that could then be taken as a service and actually have potential you know a business model that's then possible to actually create rather than just a pretty thing that's been thought through at uni I think that was the difference there yeah, I think that's really cool. And did you know when you were creating this that you this was going to happen? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I um 
for a couple months at least actively tried to avoid this um entire thing i literally remember saying to one of my friends who was running his own business that i didn't want to be an entrepreneur you know whatever you call it like i I didn't want to run my business i didn't know how to so i was trying to actively avoid that and pursue a much easier job easier in brackets i don't know i've never done it but working for someone else essentially doing like web design agency or something where i can just you know um fulfill someone else's need with with my um skill that i had but sort of landed on doing this because of covid and all the other options being stripped away I think, and yeah, mm. very, very happy about that. Yes. When when did you graduate? Um, peak COVID, June twenty twenty. Same. <laughs> um, but like, I think that's why, because I think that like COVID basically like forced a lot of us to consider other routes and mm. potentially because the traditional paths weren't there because everything was so uncertain like it's like embrace the uncertainty and go yeah. down that route yeah totally. but so i think there's a lot of like 2020 entrepreneurs because of covid it's weird as well because it was at a time where people were like prioritizing their self over other things that they might have thought was the traditional route so it was like be good to yourself work out more take more headspace have more creative time and that then led to all this as well how so how does kind of focusing on yourself like lead to this do you think i think um especially with starting a business or pursuing any idea where there's a huge amount of risk you sort of have to be in such a good, such a, no, it's not good or it's not confident. I don't know what it is. It's just, there's, there's a degree to where you care about yourself so much that you're like, oh, this would be really good for me if it works, you know? And yeah. when you're in that space and you can, you have the time and the energy to think about that without the external bullshit that you may be getting from real life, then, you know, I, I sort of, I don't know the exact amount of time it was. But I feel like I remember at least a solid half a year to a year post-COVID, sorry, post-graduation, pre-actual like actual business world, where I was just sitting down in my room at my desk, calling restaurants, speaking to people, researching um, allergy issues, just building a pitch deck, even though I had no idea what investment was or how to run a business. But, you know, I just because I had nothing else, I was I was giving myself the time to do that. And I also yeah. was so, <laughs> so blind to how big it would be if it actually worked. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this, chip away day by day, see if it works. That's really cool, though. And I think so you've said this twice that you didn't have any idea how to run a business. Mm. And like, I mean, I, I've, I've met you in real life. I, you definitely know how to run a business. <laughs> How have you like transitioned from that to that? Oh, no worries. Um, one thing is surrounding yourself with brilliant people. Um, we both have a mutual advisor and friend in, in Jake, who I, who I introduced you to, who's, who's just a wonderful person. 
Um, and I've spoken about him on a podcast before and mentioned him as my close family friend and he's never never let that go, uh, which is hilarious. But um, yeah, people like that, people that are able to broaden your perspective, give you brutal but helpful feedback when you need it, advice, support, reaching out constantly. Because that's that's the thing I think I was just endlessly surprised about and so grateful and thankful for is that when I was building this but had absolutely no clue anyone I spoke to was just happy to give me advice and also really excited about what I was doing mm. e- even though I was so early and like you know I was telling these grand things of like oh yeah I want to be uh by every defibrillator and in every public place and I'm gonna have a an, an app on your phone where you can find every allergy kit and um you know it was like the most grandiose vision ever but everyone was like oh yeah that's awesome let me introduce you to this person who might be able to give you advice on that like people people are free with compliments and advice and support and surrounding yourself with that helps so much yeah I mean I've had the same experience even having people on the podcast like I think one thing that I think people the most valuable thing to learn kind of when you are in your early 20s and you're trying to navigate things trying to work things out is that like so many people want to help because so mm. many people have been there and I think for a lot of people it's like oh if I could just like, like even now I'm in a position where I'm able to help people and it feels great it feels good and it, you kind of know that you're setting a higher standard for the world mm. and if everyone was just like it's just a mantra it? just be a nice person and like things will all work out I think people so like I guess people. Sorry, I was, I was late with that. I just for some... no. <laughs> people like people. Um, <laughs> and like, all, all I was told in the early days as well is sell, like, no, not sell, but tell your story because that's yeah. what people care about rather than what you're doing. It's, it's why you're doing it. And everyone knows that nowadays when you start a business, start with why. But people like people. So one of the biggest bits of advice, I, if, if anyone ever asks me, and it's only, it's only ever happened a few times, but when people do ask me for advice on like what they're doing, um, <clears throat> the second I don't see their face, if they're like a purpose-driven brand, second I don't see their face on their website or their story, I'm like, get that there. Like that, that, that is all I want to see. I want to know who is behind it and why you're doing it. Because to me, that's so important. And to so many other people, when we are like, the tiniest fish in the biggest pond ever and trying to reach out to and almost battle big farmer people and you know make a dent in hospitality landscapes the only reason we were in any way taken seriously or like given time from pharma companies for example is because I had allergies I told people why I cared Mm. and they knew that even though we didn't have this big thing behind us we at least had purpose and vision and steam in the engine essentially so that so there was a will to try and that's so important when you're so small especially yeah I think I think just having your why is so important and one of the things I love is that like lessons from business I feel like are applicable to all areas of life so when you find out your why when you find out your purpose when you can light up when you talk about what you're passionate about whether it is a business or a hobby or like just something you do I think your life automatically can improve mm. but it, like you said it takes time to find it you had like covid researching you did like the groundwork and I think people need to like think about everything in life like that you've got to do the groundwork it's not always going to be like straight into like success mm. you've got a lot to build up on 
there's also so much in um and it's applicable because hey it gets better that's the podcast like <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not a straight start at ground zero end up at ground 10 over two years you know just a straight incline like I, I always say to James and whenever I talk to people my, my co- about my co-founder um he is like little waves like ups and downs like this I am like peaks yeah. and troughs like I will get really <laughs> big highs and really big lows and that's just like I know myself that's what I'm like so I'll have a really good day and then I'll have a bad day I'll be really motivated and then I won't care and because I know myself and I can I can expect that um but it just means that especially with changes in business and changes in life you can sort of navigate those better if you at least know what to expect with yourself and in particular with kit what what we're going through now is we've sort of peaked the build phase where we've built the hardware Mm. we sort of know what we're doing with the software we've applied for our license you know all these sorts of things and now we're we're not pivoting but we're evolving to the next step which is the sell and and actually exist stage like we're actually launching in october our product's actually going to be in places so it's a huge shift in our day-to-day activities and um, sort of what I said to you just before we started recording is that literally I had me, Johnny and James and Simon, the full team at my house yesterday. And we just had four hours of strategy and just chat because that's what's important right now, rather than like sitting down and knuckling and doing work, tra- traditional work. It's, yeah, I mean, that's important, but it's being able to pivot and do what will make the biggest impact. And I, I mean, I love places where like peaks and troughs. I'm very, I'm quite similar. I'm like, I don't ride waves. I'm up, down, up, down. And I just want to know, like, how do you kind of yourself, like, navigate that? And, like, what do you do? Because, you know, it, it's very helpful, actually, if you could just stay, like, neutral in, like, mm. for yourself. So, like, what do you actually do to make sure you've got that grounding? Mm. Um, well, for one, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I think it's fantastic. Like, having someone actually trained to check in on you is, is brilliant. Um, equally friends that you can burden your, you know, things on, but like, you know, it's an equal side of relationship. Like when you have really good friends and really good mentors that you can actually tell serious things to, and they can give you serious advice and also sort of encourage you on the good bits, you know, like there was a, mm. some really cringe, but I was watching like an actor's round table on YouTube a year ago. And I just saw this bit where they were talking about their favorite quotes. And Tom Hanks said his favorite quote was, um, oh my God, I've completely blanked. <laughs> no, what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, come on. Um, there was a build up here as well. <laughs> yeah, no, Katie, this is the worst thing ever. Because I'm literally thinking about getting it tattooed and everything. Oh, oh wow. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. I'm searching it, I'm searching it. Hang on. This too shall pass. God, I can't believe that completely blanked on me. This too shall pass. That's the compartmentalization of my brain that was not on my front of mind at all. Um, yeah. You know, I've actually this... seen the round table as well now. I remember it. It's, and it's such it. a good quote. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing but... because it's not just that when it's shit, you know, you're like, oh, okay, no, it's, it's going to get better. It's when things are going really well, like check yourself because this will pass. And know that there are bad times coming. There are normal times coming, but like live in the good times as well. So when I know that I'm a naturally very up and down person, it's good to have, Mm -hmm. you know, checks and balances and things that can hold you accountable. Um, Yeah. 
No, it's such, it's a really good quote. I think, um, and I always think um, what, because it comes a lot to being like yourself and happy with yourself. Like the only thing you actually can't change is who you are and like your value, your values, like who you actually are. And I think I was, I've said to a friend recently, like, you know, like, because in life, like so much happens, you know, you can lose jobs, you can lose partners, you can like lose friends and stuff. But, and I said to her, I always say, look, as long as you're happy with who you are, no matter what happens, you will be okay. And that, it gives you some confidence and assurance that like, no matter what life throws at you, you will be okay. And like, you know, this too shall pass, even the good stuff, you know, even if you lose it tomorrow, you'll be fine. Like touch wood, like I'm pretty sure Kit will be a success, but if it doesn't, like you will be okay, you'll be fine. And I think having that confidence, especially as you like navigate your twenties, is so crucial because it means you don't make decisions out of fear. Mm. I, I feel like that's quite interesting with you, especially because I met you in labs and you were like, oh yeah, I, I did my podcast and I, you know, I did a whole series and then I completely stopped. And like, <laughs> no, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to start it back and see how it goes. Like in the moment you stopped and in the moment you weren't doing it, you were probably like, oh my God, I'm never going to do this again. Or I don't know, you might've had some degree of like worry about it, but you're clearly back at it and doing really well. So that's, yeah, a testament to that. Oh, Thank you so much. I try, I try practice what I preach. I always say <laughs> stuff on this podcast and I'm like, listen back and I'm like, I'm so wise. And then I was like, why don't I always do this? Like, I definitely don't always live like this. <laughs> but I think as well, it's like giving yourself, cutting yourself some slack too, because I think as well, if you put so much pressure on yourself to make the right decision, um, then it makes it so hard to like live life because you get paralyzed by overthinking things. And mm. I completely like, I just, yeah. That this too will pass, you should definitely get as a tattoo is so important, I think, just for life and in general. Yeah. But I, I don't have any tattoos and I've been wanting something important for quite a while, but I haven't pushed, I haven't got anything because, yeah. Um, but for some reason that's just stuck in my brain. I almost want it like, right on the side of my arm like where my watch is so you know I check I check for anything it's like this two shelf parts oh, okay yeah no that, that's good I'm, I'm good um but I mean p- pulling on a uh you know talk about practice what you pre- preach pulling on a real life experience literally last month I was really burnt out and like I've gone really quiet on social media because of this I had we, we were going like a million miles an hour like I hired my best friend we uh, were debating doing this funding round. We we're building our hardware, building our software. We applied for this license from the government that we need to sell medication. And we were going to trade shows nonstop. And I was posting about it. And it was just like, everyone I knew was coming up to me and saying, oh, I've, I've seen the post, you know, it's, it's going amazing, this and that and the other. And I was like riding the momentum. And then day mm. three of uh, this trade show, the free from show that we did, I, I don't know when it was, I guess like a month ago now, I just literally crashed. Like I just full on crashed in day three. I've never done a three day trade show either. And I was just like, I was so tired. My body was sore. My head was sore. Got Mm. home after that. was so happy with everything that happened at the conference. But honestly, for like a good two, three weeks after that trade show, I was just like, motivation was lower. Energy levels were lower. Um, My creative ideas were not happening I was putting off work Uh, my morning routine went to shit and I was I didn't know why or what and it was only retrospectively after speaking to a few people I was like oh I'm burnt out and I can trace it back to this moment when I hit it 
what am yeah. I going to do about it now? Like, what, what can I do? And I, it, it, it sort of culminated two weeks ago. I had a meeting, like a really cool marketing meeting and some really good ideas were like bouncing around. And <laughs> I felt like a brick wall. I've literally metaphor of throwing yeah. eggs at a brick wall and the idea is just going splat and like falling off me. I had no creative capacity to absorb the ideas, unpack them, rebound them, get excited about them, anything. Mm. And I was like, okay, I need to address this. There's something here. Um, I actually went on a weekend away camping and I felt quite anxious with that because I was like completely had distractions turned off. I turned off my phone, my notifications, um, had no signal, fully stripped it back and everything. Um, and I sort of rode a wave of anxiety that like peaked on day one, sort of leveled on yeah. day two and day four were just wonderful. Um, and I've got back and I've literally said to my co-founder, right, my Slack is off on weekends. My email notifications do That's not really important. My social media notifications are completely off. My new workflow is intentional, whereas I will sit down, I will do something. And if someone else comes to me with something else, I will try my very best to not do that and continue the thing I'm doing. Um, journaling every single day and setting intentions and gratitude and just like, Basically, with me, it's setting actions. Like, okay, I'm going to combat this with X, Y, and Z. Um, I thought that was quite an applicable story. But hey, it gets better. No, no, definitely. I think, um, yeah, because um, when I asked you how it was, you were like, big ups, big downs. And I was like, I thought this was supposed to be like a really good trip for you. <laughs> but I think that's the thing sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes you have to go through the downs to get the ups. And like, I, and like switching off like, work and stuff and separating that work life especially when you're really passionate and love what you do it's really easy to let it come over and like kind of take over everything um but that's not healthy either and I get a like I get a really good sense that you're really like one of the reasons you are very kind of like good at what you do is you are very self-aware and I think that's super important and that's why things like gratitude journaling stuff it it works and it's it's really annoying because when you look back, you're like, in hindsight, you're like, why didn't I start doing this like ages ago? Mm. But because it's so simple and it works, but I think it does like sometimes take a step back for you to be like, actually, no, even though this is easy and stuff like, or like, it seems like easy, like this is really important and so like, really important to do. Journaling's been one of those things I I've just, had. Like, yeah. uh... Sorry, go ahead. No, you go, go on, you go. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, journaling, journaling's been one of those things I've had like a love-hate relationship with, um, whereby mm. I bought the, uh, oh, what's it called? It's not the one-minute journal. It's, it's it's one of those preset journal things. Oh, yeah, you, I know the ones you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, um, and it's like uh, three things in the morning, three things in the evening, grateful for, task, whatever. I did that for like a year last year when I when I was again when mm. I was like early in build and that really really helped but I think it became a bit of a chore and I wasn't really able to like express thoughts in it because it was so structured and you had like a sentence <clears throat> so I completely went off journaling and then maybe like early this year I just bought an open journal in fact it's really cringe I'm not gonna lie but I absolutely love it I designed <laughs> like my own journal and it's like inside the mind of Zach Marks um and I oh, wrote, that's really cool right it, it I thought it was cool it's aka the pursuit of brain space and I wrote that because I literally felt like I had no 
brain space. And the only way to do it was to word vomit onto pages in a book. Um, <laughs> the day I got this, I wrote like three pages of just mess. And it felt so cathartic, honestly. Like I was like restricted by these sentences and the other one. And all of a sudden I had three pages. Um, and then I, I think I was using this maybe once a week, like writing down big thoughts I sort of went too much the other way where it was like a mm. big thought thing then haven't used it in about four months five months but as of burnout and as of sort of sending all these structures in place the other day I was like right I'm gonna start writing this again I'm gonna just little touch point in the morning little touch point in the evening sort of not hold myself accountable to a particular structure because I'm a massive like structure organization person like I have to write the same amount every single day in exactly the same format yeah. um and I know that's not helpful. So I'm just, yeah, basically writing in the morning and evening and uh, yeah. it's helpful. I think that's what sometimes when you let like let your brain go and like that's when the word vomit comes because sometimes um, like I've done this where I've tried to take, I've taken that like structured approach to journaling and it never lasts because mm. I'm always like, oh, what do I think? Three things I feel grateful for and I'm just like, oh, I just like, I can't do it. it come, like you say, it comes a chore. So I just, again, word vomit. And like the first time I did it as well, I think I wrote like a, like a lot of pages because I just got every, all my thoughts out and it, everything seems clearer. But um, mm-hmm. and another friend, she she I she wants to do journaling, but she can't get into it. And one thing I think as well is, as you may or may not be able to guess, I like to talk. Um, so I went through a phase of just recording really long voice notes myself of just rambling <laughs> about life, about everything. I I don't even listen to them because they are very cringe and I like feel a bit like sick when I listen to it. I was like, but it gets it out of you. And I mm. feel like sometimes the way I visualize it is like you've got thoughts, you've got things like all like kind of tangled up mm. in you. And like the only way is to kind of like get them out in the open. And so I think like it's such a good strategy to like write. I guess I feel like this episode is like, you know, it's like talking with someone who's writing their story. Um and I think that a lot of my listeners, even myself, like we're doing, like that's what we're doing. And things like journaling and looking, like checking in with yourself means you can write it in a very healthy way. And you can write, you know, you can write that story and it helps that you, like, do you know where you want to be? Do you know where you want to end up? Um, it's interesting you say that. I think I have a much less clear picture than a lot of people around me. Uh, in particular, my co-founder, mm-hmm. Jane, I mean, he's two years older than me. He uh, he's, he moved out from his family home like a good two, three years ago. So he's been living with friends for a while. Um, you know, like he's in a serious relationship. He's, he's a lot more like adult than me on a lot of levels. And, you, you know, I can ask him like what salary he wants in a couple of years, where he wants us to mm-hmm. go. He can ask me and I have honestly like really not got the answers. And I say I say that like being totally transparent, just because I have a mindset where it's almost not worth sort of projecting that because I'm so early mm. in what I'm doing that I just don't know where it's going to go, and I also I don't want to set myself expectations, you know, expectations, a thief of happiness, all that sort of thing. Um, I just I just sort yeah. of want to see where this goes. Like as I said at the beginning, I never intended to do this, and I'm lucky mm. enough to be doing something that means so much to me and is always going to mean so much to me because I'm never not going to have an allergy and every time I go out to yeah I'm gonna have to tell them I'm allergic to nuts and you know they're gonna say something Mm -hmm. it's always going to be on my mind um whereas with James it's not necessarily because he doesn't have an allergy even though he completely cares and is devoted to what we're doing 
I live with it. And so in a long winded way, <laughs> um, I don't know where I want this to go. I just, I just have this idea of that it's got to solve the problem and wherever that takes mm -hmm. me is where it takes me. Yeah. How do you feel like working with someone like, you know, um, like James lovely, I've met James as well. Um, do you compare yourself or, you know, cause I like, I, you know, I think, especially when you work in entrepreneurship and stuff, you like, I like a lot of my friends are older. They have, they have that foundation set and like very similar to you don't have it, but yeah, it's like, do you ever get in that mindset of comparison? Absolutely. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't, you know, that's <laughs> coming from a position where this was my uni project and my baby and whatever. And then, um, I mean, the story is James sort of got put on furlough during COVID time as well. Mm. And I started telling him about what I was doing when I was about a year in and over just a bunch of conversations, he slowly was like, oh, I've, I've got a lot of time and I think what you're doing is really cool. Can I help you out here and there? Um, I had no idea how to give him, you know, work to do or how to help me out. So I just said, yeah, just come to meetings with me and, and just, just listen and, and look at what I'm doing essentially. And that relationship so organically built to him then becoming my co-founder that it was like perfect. Mm -hmm. But through that, there was a lack of structure because it was just organic. There was never anything yeah. set in place. Um, and so I think the entire relationship with me and James and where it's still at is that we're always working out how best to complement each other and where we differ and where we align. Um, and, you know, he is the COO. He is the organizational guy. He is the finance guy. He is the the workhorse, like essentially he, mm. I just, I, I trust him so much to get done what we need to get done and it's amazing what he's done and he was the one that got us to apply for the mayor's entrepreneur award and i never would have applied for that because i just didn't think number one we could win it number one we were number two we were applicable and he was like oh no way you've got this and he applied and, and, and we won like it was it was amazing he's got that sort yeah. of just drive um which yeah. is which is really complimentary but of course there's times where i'm like questioning and and that's just something you have to overcome when you have a co-founder yeah I think I think as well you guys I think as well like, the worst thing that could happen would be you stop being you to try replicate it because like that's the thing you complement each other you yeah. work well together and I I think yeah it's very easy to compare yourself to other people and to like shift towards be like but it's not like life isn't about becoming someone else it's about like we working have... out who you are and trying to find out who you are yeah, we've had lovely conversations over a few points um, where we've basically just said how thankful we are for the fact that each other is each other. Like I've said to him, like, I'm so thankful that you yeah. are the way you are because that means that I don't have to wear the suit and I don't have to be the operational guy and I can be more myself because you are that. And he, and vice versa, like he doesn't love... Uh, <sighs> the LinkedIn post and putting his story out like he doesn't he doesn't like the mm. more the more story stuff and and the potentially cringe stuff he finds it or the you know he doesn't do the design creative stuff like of course so yeah the compliments are like really there and the more strongly and the more unequivocally yourself you are the more you let that complimentary person be themselves as well which is so important 
That's amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like there's so many like nuggets of wisdom in this episode um, that like can just help loads of people just basically get through life. Um, and it's going <laughs> to end, I guess, with the, like, the question I ask everyone, <laughs> which is, you know, you know, to someone who right now, they just don't feel like it, life is going to get better. They're on that downward like trough. What would you say to that person? Um, well, if I'm going to practice what I preach and, you know, everyone is different, but for me, it's, I literally see it as you can dwell or you can take action. And I know what actions are good for me. And they are literally bullet point list. It's like, uh, meditate, exercise, journal, talk to your friends, talk to your family, um, do, do fulfilling work, like do things with your time that are good for you. And, you know, sometimes that can just be, <laughs> I watched like seven episodes of Ted Lasso the other day. Cause it's just like this really nice <laughs> show and I was watching it and I was like, this is, this feels really good for me. It doesn't feel like a waste of time. Other times it can, it can be, you know, getting on with like really good design work and getting into your flow or like, you know, whatever's good for you. But I just think that, you know, for a lot of people, when I was in burnout, when I was getting anxious literally last week, I was like, I don't know how to get back from this. And you can just have one or two really good conversations with people, just like you were saying, oh, you spoke with Jake, and you see the path. Like, you know, get that perspective. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you like how it gets better, please share it with your friends. And if you can, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I hope you have a fantastic week and remember, hey, it gets better.